you took that $8,000 that he was spending in time and assuming you didn't increase his reach at all, but you took his hours down to four hours, you saved him literally almost $8,000 in time. That's why it's so important to systematize things, to process, process things, put things in process. And it sounds to me like that's what you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you pretty much nail a big part of our pitch right there. Uh, <laughs> fun story. The other day we were actually guesting on a, on a show and we were talking again, obviously, about, about content and systems. And it was a sales show. And the guy is like, okay, so how would you sell this? Right? Oh, no, he asked, who's your, your dream client? And I was like, you know who, my, who our dream client is? You are. Because you've published content and you have a solid sales system on the back. And he's like, whoa, I love it. All right, pitch me, pitch me. In today's ultra competitive business world, being a successful entrepreneur or business owner can be very challenging. Fortunately, contemporary times have blessed us with resources for tackling those challenges and getting us to success more quickly than we could have imagined. Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs grow incredible companies. This podcast looks at the five keys to unlocking success as an entrepreneur. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason's mission is to use his gifts of teaching and leadership to help others get the results they want out of life. Join Jason every week and learn the keys to grow a truly successful business. Welcome back to the Root of All Success. As you know, I'm the real Jason Duncan, and I use this show as the intro told you to interview some successful entrepreneurs about their story and how they became so successful for the purpose, not only just having an interesting story as you're driving to work or you're walking your dog or whatever it is that you're doing when you listen to the show, but as a way for you to understand that those keys that they use to unlock the door of success you can use it too, man. Like if I gave you the key to my house, you could get in my house. Like keys, the keys that every entrepreneur used to get there are the same five ones. And that's what we talk about on the show. You're going to hear me talk about it with uh, Luis and Luis today, uh, my guests on the show. But before we get into that, uh, I've got an episode sponsor for today. And that episode sponsor is one nine. O-N-E. N-I-N-E.com. You've got a website as an entrepreneur. You're trying to get your business out there in the world and you think, well, I got to have a website, but you're not paying attention to it. You're not updating it. Whoever your website designer was at one time is MIA. You can't find them. You need to change some stuff. You've hired new employees. You need to put new photos. You've got a new offer and you can't find your guy to do it. And you don't have the time or inclination to do it on your own. That's why you need one nine. Go to managemywebsites.com slash root, as in root of all success. That's managemywebsites dot com slash root. You're going to see something right there that's going to amaze you. What I did is I hired one nine to manage my websites. They had been designed by other designers in the past. And what I did is I hired one nine to manage my websites. And what they do is they host it. They protect it. They update it. They keep everything active. They check all the links on a regular basis to make sure nothing breaks. They make sure that it's SEO, SEO maximize all the stuff that you need done to your site they do for one small flat monthly fee. And if you go to managemywebsites.com slash root, you get $600 off of a year of them managing your websites. So we'll go again, managemywebsites.com slash root. Big thank you to Nathan Ruff and his team at at one nine for being our episode sponsor today. And a little side note, uh, I know this is going to come out later, but uh, Nathan is a new proud papa, just had his first first baby. And uh, so congratulations, Nathan, to you and Mersey. All right, let's go ahead and get into uh, the show today. Let me talk about what you're going to hear. On this show, you're going to hear the story of two guys from Venezuela who moved to the United States as brothers to take to try their hand at, at a soccer career at, in college and uh, ended up falling into being some of the most amazing content creators that you will ever meet. These guys uh, grew up together and they fought when they were growing up, just like most brothers do, but now they work together 
And after their last opportunity to pursue soccer kind of melted away, um, they needed a way to fund their lives, to take care of their families. And they were looking to way, uh, for a way to make impact. You know, that's what we want to do as entrepreneurs is make impact. And they didn't know where to start. So they did all the typical things, except for getting a job. They didn't, they just knew they weren't going to go just get a job. They were going to do something else. And so they, they tried stickers, they tried t-shirts, they tried ebook, uh, an ebook library, they did social media marketing, videographer, but they, they really didn't know what to do. They just tried a little bit of everything. And about five years ago, they kind of stumbled into the fact that content was the thing that they really knew how to create and multiply for other people, not only for themselves, but also for other people to drive business. And piece by piece, they built their own content machine. And later they decided, of course, it's time to help other people do it. Now they're businessmen, they're entrepreneurs, they're successful, they host their own podcasts, and they help people who own businesses and who have podcasts turn that long form content into value packed assets to build the audience that will ultimately lead to a frictionless sale. So today we're going to have this, the, the privilege of talking to these two brothers, Luis and Luis, and I'm going to, you know, they, this is the first double, double guest episode I've ever done. They, their names are both Luis and Luis. No kidding. We're going to talk about that on the show. And they've got some really cool stories about how the COVID pandemic played into helping uh, push them into a place they probably wouldn't have done. They're going to talk about how their passion, the right place, right time, knowing the right people, preparation and plan, all the five keys that we use every single time. So it is my honor to welcome to the show, the Biz Bros with the Content is Profit podcast, Biz Bros, Luis and Luis Camejo. Thank you guys so much for being here today to be on the show. It's an honor. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Thank you for having us. It's such an honor, you know. We, we've been waiting for this moment like crazy. So, so you get an idea. All your life. All your life. <laughs> well, uh, so here's the thing. Like, I and I told you this pre-show, I have, you guys are going to be the first duo guests. I've got several booked in the future, uh, but I don't, you guys are the first duo guests on the show. So congratulations for being the first duo guests on the show. Uh, Let's go. But we, we made it. We made it. <laughs> but it, I'm still only interviewing Luis. That's it. I'm <laughs> That's so what's right. the, fun fact. So you so your names are Luis and Luis Camejo, and I know you call you you call Fonzie, but like what? So what's the deal? What's the deal with uh, the two Luis? Is that a, is that a family thing? What what's that? What's up yeah. with that? Yeah. I, I'll share the short answer first, okay. which is <laughs> our mom turns out to be a secret marketer, and she was like, if I name them both with the same name, nobody's gonna forget who they are, right? <laughs> Top of mind awareness, right there, baby. Top of mind awareness, yeah. Uh, Thirty years ago. Uh, the, now the real story is, you know, we're originally from Venezuela, right? So back there, it's pretty common that brothers have the, the same first name. Middle names are different. So mine is Daniel and Alfonso over here with a sexy beard and sexy voice. That's why we call Thank him you. Fonzie. Um, so that's that. That's a real story. Now, when we go to events, uh, sometimes we have to show that we pay double because, like, it's the same thing. They assume it was a, a glitch. So, anyways, yeah, uh, fun fact. But now we <laughs> we leverage the two names, yeah, because people remember. They're like, oh, the Luis brothers or Luis and Luis or why, right? It causes an, an impression. So now yeah. we use it to our advantage. We, we well, took advantage of the whole thing. Well, that's what, you know, when I was introduced to you through a uh, mutual, mutual contact that we have, um, that was one of the things that he said. And that's what I remembered. Now, Biz Bros, which is the name of your business, is also yeah. very memorable. And I like that. But he said, yeah, there are two brothers named Luis. And I'm like, OK, I remembered that. I remembered that. <laughs> cool. And uh, but so let's talk about let's talk about you guys uh, and your story. So you're 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 from Venezuela. <laughs> You live in Florida now. You're in Jacksonville, right? Is that, is that, is that yeah, right? Yeah, we're in Jacksonville, yes. Florida. Yeah. So James. you guys, so how long how long have you been in Jacksonville? How long have you been in the U.S.? Like, t tell me a little bit about that story. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we our dream was always to play professional soccer, right? So when that didn't happen in my case, you know, Fonsi still had the dream, but in my case, in uh, 20, 2008, um, I decided to go for a soccer scholarship here in the States, right? So we literally sent every, one email to every single coach in D1, D2, D3, not knowing what D1, D2, D3 was, and uh, each got two answers, right? So that's how we ended up here in the States. I got a scholarship here in North Florida, and uh, Fonsi ended up in Texas a year later. 
Um, and that was in 2010, right? And uh, looking for a better opportunity, right? So uh, we go to school, that was the objective, graduate from Fonzie, he has a little bit, again, a different story. He's still, he actually made it to, to a protein here in Jacksonville, Florida. And then the, the paperwork came in the middle in, in between and, and the opportunity didn't pan out. But, you know, during that time, we we're trying to figure out, you know, what's next after college, right? And uh, we always had, soccer was always the North. We were like, every decision in our life was to get to that point. And now that we didn't have that, we we find ourselves very lost, right? So we're like trying multiple things. I tried multiple jobs during college, after college, once or twice, just because we're international students. And then at the end, part of it was let's create something because that's probably the faster vehicle for us to remain here and not go back to the country, right? And so a beautiful country, our family's still there, but politically is is very difficult right now. So this is yeah. where we saw opportunity and uh, we tackled it. And you guys have done quite a bit in your uh, your attempt to figure out what your niche is, you know, or niche, however you want to yeah. say it. But like you tried yeah. to, you tried T-shirts and ebook libraries, and you did all these different stickers. Like, so what was it about doing what you do now that, like, that's the way we're gonna build businesses? That's the way to build our empire, make money. Yeah, that's a a good question, right? <laughs> because again, when we started, we didn't know exactly what we wanted, right? Honestly. One of our roommates, we used to live in this house, seven bedroom house, we used to call it the frat house. And one of our roommates came one day and he's like, guys, what if we start making stickers? What if we start a company? And we're like, let's do this, right? At that point, we already had that entrepreneurial bug. And we started doing stickers, we didn't know anything. He was like, dude, stickers got great margins. And we're like, that's awesome. What are margins, right? It's pretty much to that point. So. We started making stickers. We started realizing, whoa, we need a certain amount of skills. We need to sell, market, all these other things. Uh, fast forward a little bit. We decided to go into t-shirt screen printing and it was absolutely horrendous process. <laughs> I mean, here in Florida, 90 degree weather in the garage and you are literally on a like it's like a hitbox because you got the oven right next oh, to yeah. you drying shirts yeah. uh it was terrible we learned a, 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 cool, a cool lesson which is if you don't enjoy the process right either delegate it or don't do it right go and find something else that you enjoy doing and that's when so we the started oh, yeah, so the t-shirts yeah. t-shirts are too hot too hot in the garage stickers yeah. you didn't really know how to make that work so what was the next step what was the next yeah. thing that you so tried? The, the stickers was more like we need to sell a lot to yeah. make this work <laughs> uh you know a, fi a five dollar sticker you need you need a lot of sales um and it was three of us right so yeah. you know with after the t-shirt like we were trying to find out how do we market the t-shirt business right and at that point it was relationship based with the with the local businesses and we will get like these orders from 300 shirts like for for an event right and we're like okay how can we actually do this online and we kind of created a brand court called Six Suit Southern. And then we made the decision, t-shirt was not the thing for us. And uh, we levitated completely online to start doing social media for yeah. specifically restaurants at that point. I mean, like, like many other online entrepreneurs nowadays, we were victim of Ty Lopez, right? He, we saw one of his ads online and we're like, dude, the guy got the Lambos, he got the lifestyle. Let's join his social media uh academy right and honestly we never finished it but we learned that one thing that pushes to start on the online world right and then we came across russell Brunson reading some books here and there oh look at sales funnels we can do this for other businesses and eventually that grew but we realized we were just being freelancers because we weren't we didn't have systems processes it was just the two of us right we were like scraping for work here and there and eventually it got to a time after we invested in our first mastermind that they said, you got to focus. You got to pick one thing, systemize it, right? Like build a real business. And that's when, you know, that day we sat down, put everything that we knew how to do on a whiteboard. And we ended up picking content. It's like, hey, everybody goes back to content. They ask for content. We're pretty good at content and creating these systems. Let's focus on that. So what that does, was the beginning what does of it. So what does content mean to you? Like if you just define something says, well, what the heck is content? Like you didn't know what margins were, but if somebody came <laughs> to you and said, okay, content is profit. I don't have any idea what that means. What does, what is content? What would you say? 
Yeah, well, that's great that you said it, right? Content profit. We have it here for those watching the video, mm -hmm. right? And right in the back. But it's like literally the, the process of creation and putting your message out there is a must. Like nowadays, right? We have to become a media company that sells either a product or service first. Is not a, a company that is that's selling something and then happens to create content, right? So because guess what? We need to own our message. We need to own our audience. We need to to have control of what's being said out there about the things that we do, right? That's why people and, and, and uh, business rewards consistency, right? So that's why starting now, if you haven't, mm -hmm. it needs to happen. Now, the real issue here is how do we achieve that consistency, right? Like we have a lot of people trying to go through different trends, right? Obviously we have platforms like TikTok, Instagram, there's so many, right? Coming out Clubhouse recently, right? Um, and it's like, how do we actually create consistency for either the majority of them? Where's my audience? How do I actually even find my audience, right? A lot of people start publishing on follow the advice is just one platform where your audience is, but people don't know where the audience is, right? When we're starting, we're like, is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Where is it TikTok? And then shiny object syndrome just confuses even more. But here's the thing, right? If we can create a system where we can leverage our time and create something like what we're doing right now, and then put it in, in place in different platforms, whatever those are, we can start testing at a very high volume. So it's low time for me, but high leverage because I can put my message in front, I can find my audience quicker, I can receive feedback quicker, and then I can create something that's gonna serve that audience to the higher, um, to, 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 to the mass, right? My English is not very good. Higher purpose. Higher purpose, so yeah. Um, <laughs> So that's what content means for us because that's exactly what happened in our journey when we first started publishing from Facebook Lives all the way to the podcast. And currently we publish more than 400 pieces across many platforms for that purpose, right? How do we find new audiences? How do we test messages? How do we like uh, ideas that we put out there? How do we make sure that this is what's resonating and then we can develop keynotes, presentations, products, different things. And it's been a wonderful journey. Yeah. So if, if I had to say in three words, if I had to say in three words, Jason, I would say content is opportunities. Like that, that's it. Like it just creates a wide range of opportunities. Yeah. Well, you, you think back to historically before social media, before the internet, uh, before television, before radio, you, I mean, you go way back in the day, if somebody had a message to get out there, what did they do? That, that message was the content. It was the, it was the thing that created, as you said, Luis, uh, about how, or Fonzie, <laughs> like how, how you create opportunity yeah. uh, is by giving your message. So back before all those mediums were available, they would, it would just be spoken word or print or a sign somewhere. And so you had to figure out, yeah, you had to get out, you had to figure out how to say all this stuff in the shortest yeah. amount of time to, so that it creates impact. And then radio came yeah. out and people began sitting around the radio, listening to stories and people talk and then television yeah. changed the world and the internet. And now we've got for good or bad, we've got social media, you know, we've got yeah. this place, this small platform, our huge platform to put small content pieces out and you guys are right in the epicenter of that, helping people do that. Give me, give me one story that's like the coolest, or maybe one of the top ten stories of somebody you helped get their message out that changed yeah. everything. Like, give me, give me a story about that. Yeah. So th this story actually is two parts, right? So one us, like us, right? We had this meeting with a bunch of business owners at the time, and we were executing the system for them, right? So for local businesses, gyms, like that kind of stuff, right? And we're pitching and th this guy comes up and he's like, man, like that, that's wonderful what you guys do there, but where's your content? And at the time we were, at the, we're in that fulfillment like phase where we were, we were the freelancers. There was no team or nothing. It was us, right? And we weren't creating. It was just an excuse because we we're saying like, oh yeah, we're busy. We're not going to create for us. But that, that, you know, bitter butt. And we were like, man, okay, we got to, we got to figure this out. So that day we made a commitment that we had to create for 45 days straight. And that's when we decided to create our own challenge internally called 45 Live, right? So we will go live every single day with the phone. At the time we were working again with one of these gyms, content comes out, one of the pieces goes organically viral, right? Like inside of like their community, this thing has like 5,000 views and people are like going crazy, 300 comments, right? The GM calls us and he's like, dude, pull it, like, pull it down. Like, I don't want it out there. And we're like, but this is great. Like your members are defending your studio. You have other people like, this is great marketing. This is what we do. So this happened around 11 PM. Right. 
and I get home and I have my, my newborn baby in there. And, uh, and so I'm like, okay, give him the bottle, put him back to bed. I'm like, man, it's 11.30 at night. I got to do my video, my daily video, because if not, I'm going to fail my challenge, right? And this is day 15 of the challenge. And I see there, it was the first time I did it at home. It was always in the studio. It was always outside, right? And I do it at 11.30 and I tell that story, right? And then I close the phone and five minutes later, a message comes in through LinkedIn. And I was like, doing Facebook Live, I'm putting that video on LinkedIn, right? Multipurposing, I'm making sure that like it's as far as I can go. And uh, this guy comes in like, hey, Luis, dude, I've been listening to you for the last like 10 days. I think what you shared today was really awesome. Do you want to come to a content dinner? And I'm like, sure, what's well, a content dinner? So like, hey, we're just gonna, I, I'm inviting like seven people, we're just gonna record, we're gonna chat about all this stuff and then you guys keep the content, right? Sweet. That opportunity turned into our first six-figure client. It was a real estate company, which was incredible, out of a Facebook Live at 11.30 at night. That was the thing that changed everything for us because it gave us the leverage, the resources to start hiring people right now. The second part of that story is that client. This was a CMO, the company's about 80 people, right? And he, for a full year, was trying to create content on his own from his phone, interviewing his employees. Employees were running away, right? And he's investing 80 hours a month trying to create uh, for his company, right? So he's very frustrated. He's like, man, I cannot get this off the ground. Like, it's mm -hmm. just like, oh, I don't know where to post. I don't have a system. Like, it's just very time consuming, energy consuming. A guy that's in charge of 80 people, right? So we come like, okay, Greg, here's what we can do. We can have you in here. And all you need to do is show up for four hours. And he's like, four hours a week, done, sold, right? And we're like, no, 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 four hours a month. That's all you got to do, right? And then we plug in that content in our system and then we can multiply. So very at the very first uh, stage, we tripled their output with him reducing his time from 80 hours a month to four hours a month. So that was wow. a huge return for him, right? And, you know, long story short, after a full year of working with them, we were able to build their team internally for them. And they triple sales with that system because they plugged it in into obviously a, a very solid sales system. But it was super impressive because time back, like we never get the time back. And that was so, so important, uh, which I feel is a point that a lot of entrepreneurs don't tend to understand when they're starting with their content, right? So uh, I think those, uh, those two part stories might, might light the fire. <laughs> yeah. So what you did with that guy is you took that eight, thousand dollars that he was spending in time and assuming you didn't increase his reach at all but you took his hours down to four hours you saved him literally almost eight thousand dollars in time that's why it's so important to systematize things to process process things put things in process and it sounds to me like that's what you guys do yeah absolutely you know you pretty much nail a big part of our pitch right there uh <laughs> fun story the other day we were actually guesting on a on a show and we were talking again, obviously, about, about content and systems. And it was a sales show. And the guy is like, okay, so how would you sell this? Right? Oh, no, he asked, who's your, your dream client? And I was like, you know who, my, who our dream client is? You are. Because you've published content and you have a solid sales system on the back. And he's like, whoa, I love it. All right, pitch me, pitch me. <laughs> and we did the exact same math with him. He's like, Tell me how much time are you spending, right? Every single week creating this content. And this guy is a pro at cold calling, right? And I don't remember the exact math right now, but let's say we were saving him about five hours a week, right? We're like, dude, we're giving you 20 hours back a month so you can cold call. What do you think you can do in those 20 hours cold calling people? How many deals are you going to be able to close? And he was like, Wow. <laughs> you know, and fun fact, he actually ended up being, becoming a client. So <laughs> it worked out pretty there you good. Go. But that's, well, that's why time, you do it. Yeah. That time is so important. Right. And people are so focused sometimes on, okay, what is my, my ROI on this content? Right. How many sales am I going to pull with this content? It's like, Hey, we cannot control with the content that we just published out there. Right. We don't have the control of who exactly is going to see it. What we have the control is to systemize it so we can give you your time back, right? Now, if you want to put ads behind this content, that's a whole different deal, right? Like now you put it, pouring some gasoline in there and it's going to be absolutely amazing. Well, what, uh, what I tell people a lot, and you, you're welcome to steal this, uh, uh, but I tell people, look, there's, there's renewable resources 
and there's non-renewable resources. My, my advice to all entrepreneurs is invest renewable resources into non-renewable resources. And let me break that down. Time is a non-renewable resource. Yeah. Money is a renewable resource. So if you're looking at, okay, I only have so much time and I only have so much money. All right, take the money and invest it to get time back. So at the very least, if you hire biz bros to do your content creation, you're investing money, but that's a renewable. You can go get more of that, but you can't get more of that time back. So if I can swap a few dollars for a few hours, I will do it every single time. Yeah, absolutely. I love Thank it. You. I'm definitely stealing that <laughs> yes. 100%. <laughs> well, you're welcome to do it. So let's talk a little bit more about the business story. So when did you start what is now known as content is profit slash biz bros? Like when did that actually yeah. start? So the, the show was launched and that's what the content is profit side in March last year, because, you know, COVID came in and uh, every single business in Jacksonville was asked to close their doors. Right. So within a, a week, we got a ton of phone calls saying, hey, guys, you know, we're closed for I don't know how long. Like, we have no idea how money is going to be coming in. This is before SBA loans were announced and uh, we have to cut the cut the cord. Right. And we're like, guys, content is the last thing you got to you, you have to cut. Like, this is the thing that's going to connect you to your clients, to your audience. You, we can set up systems online, but you know, at the end of the day, people made their decisions and we, within a week, we lost about 80% of our sales. Right. Wow. And we're like, man, what are we going to be doing? Right. So we had, so we, we, we panicked to say the well, least. Well, I panicked. <laughs> Fonsi gave me two slaps and said, go take a walk. Right. And when we get, when I came back after, you know, chilling for a second, we sat down, we're like, this is the opportunity to launch the show, right? Mm -hmm. So basically was, was still a thing. There were a couple of clients in there that we were like, we didn't fit, it was a fit any, anymore for us, right? Because we're levitating towards that, that other product, right? The multi-purpose inside of things. And this gave us the opportunity to restart, right? So we launched the show just as a way to put our voice out there. We already did the 45 live challenge. So some, the voice was already like put out there. And uh, as we start creating content, the first 20 episodes, it was just me and my brother removing the friction from the production side of thing, going live and doing this full show. And then we're like, we're running out of things to say. What about we bring people and start having conversations about how they're actually using their content, how they're growing their businesses, how this thing. Something beautiful happened because as soon as we started doing this consistently, again, like we started, we decided to do it three times a week, right? And live because that was what worked for us to be consistent, right? If we mm -hmm. didn't announce that we were going to be doing it, it was not going to get done. That's just the way that, that I guess we function, right? So we had recognized yeah. that and we're like, okay, let's do it and let's commit. Now the word started getting out and then people started asking, what do we do? And then they listened to the show and then the guest immediately after the interviews were like, oh man, I'm interested. Can, can, can we chat? Like, can you guys show me? And we're like, this is a great opportunity to build relationships, to form strategic partnerships, to maybe find your dream client. And, and then now the show evolving to this incredible system, right? Where the show is a step in our sales process or relationship building process, how we call it, right? Yeah. Because is the people that might be beneficial from, from, from our content, right? Because we believe that this is the best solution ever out there, right? Like we're doing a disservice of not offering out there into the world, right? So yeah. uh, we, we truly believe, and that's what changed everything. It gave us the resources to hire a team for the first time. We built a team of seven for the first time ever. And uh, I think it's starting to move forward. So we are very passionate <laughs> about the love it. profit side of things. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, the, your use of that word passion um, actually makes me, it's a good segue into kind of the, the center of what this show, the root of all success is about. So, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, built multi-million dollar businesses, went from unemployed school teacher to millionaire. And, and, and in spite, in spite of all that, the, the failures I had at the beginning, um, I ended up figuring out how to do something I call exit without exiting, which made me live the life that I finally thought that entrepreneurialism would lead to. But I'm going to tell you, part of the way that I learned how to do that was I sat down and interviewed uh, casually, like not uh, informally, people just like you. And I'd say, well, how did you do it? Like, how did you become so successful? And I started interviewing on these people, you know, whether, whether it was over a glass of bourbon or a cigar or dinner or whatever it happened to be, how did you do it? And what I found was that there were these five things that showed up consistently in everybody's story. Passion was one, which is why I'm going to kind of segue into that. And I think the first key to success, and I want to see what you guys think about this, right? 
like the first key to success is passion. Like without passion, I think it is impossible to be successful as an entrepreneur. Now, let me clarify. I don't mean passion in terms of enjoyment or joy or excitement about the thing that you're doing. Like you could be super passionate about stickers and still fail, right? You could still like really like it or yeah. you could not be passionate about it in terms of emotion and be successful. I'm an example of that. I was never passionate about LED lighting or electrical work, but I built a multi-million dollar business in that industry. Yeah. Here's what I mean by passion. And I'm going to see what you guys think. Passion actually means, if you go back and look at the root of the word, means willing to endure, being willing to endure. So for the passion of the Christ, which we talk about in, in, in the scripture, where we talk about how that week was called the passion week. It wasn't that Jesus was excited and, yeah. and, and exuberant about going to the cross. It was that he was willing to endure for a greater cause. I think that that's the first key to entrepreneurial success is you got to be willing to endure because if you give up, if you quit, you're never going to make it. How did passion, that side of passion play into your story to be successful at biz bros? Ooh, I love this. You, first, I love the fact that you're like, you know, we go back and look at the root of the world is willing to endure. Right. And if I'm being honest, I had no idea that was the the meaning per se of the word passion, right? I feel like passion has always been like me just, oh, I like this thing, right? The first definition that you mentioned that I, I, I'm going to be honest, I believe the most amount of people believe passion is that. So when we put it this way, I can see it 100% as being one of the keys to success because as an entrepreneur, let me tell you, you <laughs> got to roll with the punches, right? And You're going to just face challenge after challenge after challenge. And it's about keep going, right? So if you don't have that endurance, right? If you find one challenge that might be a little bit too difficult for who you are at that moment, you're not going to search, you know, that evolution of yourself that can solve that problem and move on to the next one, right? And the, the funny thing, honestly, like if we would have known all the problems that we would have encountered, When we were started on entrepreneurial career, I don't know. I don't know if we would have been like, dude, I'm down for that because the list would have been incredibly long. I were, it's like, okay, well, where do I sign? So I make sure I don't yeah. sign it right there because there's a lot of challenges. Right. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's something we learned from, from soccer, actually, right. From playing sport is that, that will to endure because you're always, yes, you're playing to win. You want to win the game. But at the same time, there's so many mistakes that happen in practice inside of the game. And if you fall down because of one mistake, you're not going to make it ever anywhere. Right. Yeah. So you're always okay. I made a mistake. How can I learn? So I love that. I love the definition. That's another thing I'm going to steal from you, just so you know. <laughs> um, at, at this point, the only thing I haven't stole from you is the beard. Just so you guys know, it's not. It's oh, not you're good. Involved. You're doing good there, man. <laughs> yeah. People, but, people got to go watch this. Uh, got to go watch it on YouTube. You can see the, the magnificent yeah. beard. I, I think, you know, we can see it in, in two lights, right? Like what Fonsi yeah. was saying, obviously, in the on the business side. And then also on the publishing side, because it's really challenging when we're starting to publish for the first time i'm putting our thoughts into words i'm putting out there to the world it's really scary because you know we're like what where's so and so are gonna think right that's that's something that always comes into mind right so the passion for for what we do and for what we share has to be there like the willingness to endure has to be there right because we talked about at the beginning of the of the conversation consistency is key right like consistency yeah. is what's gonna get you there whether business and publishing, right? Wherever like medium you, you put out there, right? Because there's always going to be people that are not going to be uh, next to you be like, oh yeah, that's so awesome. There's going to be people that's going to hate on it, right? Like I'm sure there's people out there that don't like our accent, don't like the, the background music, don't like like whatever we put in there. But guess what? Because we're so passionate about what we do, what we see, we've seen the changes in what it means to us, our business, our team, our clients, right? We are willing to endure so at both ways like on business and then on publishing as well it's so important whatever medium you choose to do i love it i and you know the other two so like there's five keys so passion is the first one the second one and the third one kind of go together so i'm going to kind of talk about those at the same time and see what you you guys think but to be in the right place at the right time and if you'll notice they all start with p so passion place and then knowing the right people knowing the right people. So I, here's what I heard in your story. And you tell me if you agree with this, one of the keys to your success, not only is passion, your willingness to endure through the hard times, but right place, right time. 
Now, Venezuela, as you as you indicated earlier, you know, you get politically is a tough thing, right? It, it's a hard you couldn't do what you're doing now in Venezuela. There's not the outlets to do it. So being in the United States certainly is a right place for you guys. But the other thing is that I think being where you were in Jacksonville versus being somewhere else might have played into your ability to be successful in the content content game. And then second or third, rather, the people, knowing the right people. What about that real estate agent was your first six-figure client? Like, are, do you see that those are keys to your success as entrepreneurs? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, uh, 100%. Go ahead. You first. know, one of the things that I, I th we're very optimistic, we're very positive people. And I think one of the reasons being is because we grew up with our mom that she was always saying, everything happens for a reason and it's always for the best reason, right? So I think, you know, even when we find challenges across the, the our journey, we think on that on those terms, it's like, it's because something better is coming, right? It's because of the best mm -hmm. reason. So when the GM of that gym called my brother and said, pull this down, right? That was the right time for, it created the right time for us to make that post that he did that introduced us to the right person that gave us that opportunity, right? And Love then, it. you know what they say is, is luck is just preparation meets opportunity. We were prepared, right? We were ready to take on that. And, you know, you could say we got lucky, right? But I think it's a combination of all that, what you just mentioned, right? Being in, yeah. the, in the right place at the right time and knowing the people. And then at the same time, you got to be prepared to, to take those opportunities. Yeah, I which think, is uh, which is the fourth I, P is preparation. So go ahead, David. Uh, so, I mean, looking back, right, sometimes we as as business owners or operators, right, we're so focused on like, where are we going? Like that we keep going forward, looking forward. Right. Sometimes we forget to just stop, turn around and be like, man, look at what we've done. Right. Like and, and go there. So we've had to do that exercise a couple of times because. We have to paint the picture and the scenario for those who are coming behind us, right? We got the opportunity to do a 45 live challenge public, like for the first time, it was season three of it. We had about a hundred people in the challenge, right? And uh, and we had to like stop and be like, okay, what were like the steps that we took, right? Or what was the thing that we did and what was the result? Because we got to paint this picture. It happens to us like foreign kids, not like not from here, accent, like from a live video, no many resources at the time. And this happened, right? So we had to paint that picture to those. But at the same time, that's the same, the same thing that Fonzie was saying, like this event created this other event that then created this event that they created this opportunity and we're good to go. We can fulfill here, right? So the, that big part is believing that that can happen, right? My wife is like, but it drives me crazy that you like, you don't really know what's happening, right? But for us, content has been that that light that starts like, you know, getting brighter and brighter because as we share these stories and you said, you know, people, right? The show, we've been able to connect with more than 200 incredible entrepreneurs. Those are people for more than 200 yeah. hours. Wow, right? So we're like, okay, as soon as the second we start publishing, that light gets brighter and brighter and brighter. And we can see the road ahead, but at the same time, we can see exactly what's happening. So we believe that that happened, right? From like whatever you did from zero, to five figures, to six figures, to whatever, right? And then you're like, huh, if that happened, right? I'm sure we can continue to go up, right? If we continue to execute relentlessly and being passionate with the definition that we just shared. So I think that's really important sometimes for entrepreneurs to sit down, you know, breathe, look back and be like, wow, this is what I achieved, right? Last year, we built a team for the first time. That's incredible, right? After four or five years of trying, right? Finally, right, we, we, we got it done and we're like, man, that was a huge win, right? We crossed six figures for the first time, right? Like, and so it's like, man, how can we continue to grow this? And ever since we recognize those patterns, like life has been a lot easier because we're like, we believe we're less stressed and we're like, sounds good. It's just, it happened for the best reason. So we just continue going, right? We continue to execute. So you, you already mentioned the fourth P, which is preparation. And you illustrated that you were prepared for this. You had been through the stickers and the t-shirts and the eBooks and you'd been through there and kind of saw that content was king. Content was a place you wanted to be. How do you help people develop that content? So your preparation speaks for itself, but there's the, the final P is plan. And a lot of people think that the plan means, you know, uh, designing the perfect written business plan. Well, I think less than 50%, well, less than 50% of the people that I interview on this show and that I know who are successful interview are successful entrepreneurs had a written business plan. 
Instead, what I mean is, did they have a strategy to deploy financial resources? What was their plan to figure this thing out from a financial side? How do you do it? Some people bootstrap. That's what I did with my companies. Other people take on venture capital or they borrow money, whatever. But what what was your plan to make BizBros successful from a financial, like launching financial resources to make it happen? Yeah, I mean, for us was definitely a bootstrapping situation, <laughs> right? We're like, okay, how are we gonna make this happen? And again, we had we were in the right place at the right time, right? And we were prepared, and we found this one client that their contract allowed us to now have some breathing room, right? And now we weren't just freelancers paying for just a meal and the, and the roof over our heads. Now we had a little bit extra to, okay, <clears throat> sorry, how, what, what do we need to delegate, right? So we can focus on keep growing the business, right? So that was for us. I wouldn't say we had a plan at the moment, if I'm being 100% honest. I think the opportunity that presented itself made us create that plan, right? Made us look at what we had and say, okay, what are we going to do now, right? We are getting a lot more clients and we cannot do it all ourselves. I think we're going to need some help, right? I think we're going to need a, an extra pair of hands that, that knows how to edit some videos so they can, they can do some stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, but it's, it has been 100 bootstrap. I, yeah. I, I think a big step there was recognizing uh, what are we good at each other, right? Like, so mm -hmm. it, we were at this live event and we both looked at a certain moment like to each other and we're like, man, it's two of us, but we've been acting like one all this time, right? So we're like, we were talking about recognizing what's your strength. Like, what are you good at? Right. So, uh, it, our roles funds is more like the thinker, the innovator, right? Like that guy that's looking for those ideas on my, on my side, I'm more of the integrator operator. Right. So we, once, once we recognize that, all right, perfect. We have our lanes, right. We meet in the middle, like on the show, right. I'm mm -hmm. doing these things and relationships, right. And there's some stuff that goes in the middle, but, but we now have our lanes and now we can operate way better, right? But as challenges come our way, we're like, okay, what is what is a, a, a way where we can solve this issue either by assigning resources, right? Or creating a system that can be like, uh, can, can, can grow with the team, for example, right? What, yeah. are, what are the tools that we can utilize, right? And we, we teach that on the on the content side of things. Like we have a term called the publishing pyramid. That's one of the things that we, that, that we talk about, right? Because people go into that challenge, for example, and uh, they might not have a plan. They just want to publish, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, what is your plan? Like, what do you like to do? Do you like to even be in video? Like, if you don't even like to be in video, there's others way to publishing, right? But if you do, that's great because you can leverage video big time. Now, those are things that we got to identify. I think step one was that day where we looked at each other and we're like, huh, it's two of us, man. Come on, let's, do, let's act like two of us and not yeah. just one, right? That's, well, and, and you guys growing up as brothers, who... Who's older, younger brother? Who, who, who's who? Who's which? <laughs> we'll, we'll let people guess. We'll let people yeah. guess. That, <laughs> that, that's the secret. <laughs> but you guys, I had a younger brother. My younger brother's three years younger than me. And we, 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 you know, we had a good relationship. And even as adults have a decent relationship. I don't see him often. He lives in another state. But, but, I, but I can imagine growing up as brothers, you do the, like in the intro, I said you guys fought a lot, but now you work together. Yeah. How does it work with your brother? I mean, have you guys had that familial tension where you got to figure out, okay, we're business partners. We're not just brothers. We got to make business decisions. Yeah, that's a very interesting question. It's actually a question that we get quite a bit, right? It's like, oh, how's it working with, with your brother? And again, lessons, right? Like we've been throughout the journey evolving, right? We cannot solve the problems that we're trying to solve right now. We wouldn't have been able to solve them two years ago, not at all, right? Because we had a totally different mindset. Um, but yes, I mean, honestly, first of all, I care for my brother, right? I mean, he's my my best friend. And obviously, like when we're taking decisions, it's not like I can remove my personal feelings completely, right? I'm like, okay, what, what can we do that is going to put us both in a win-win situation? At the, same, at the end of the day, we're part of the same team right now, and we want to win, right? Um, so yeah, we have developed systems in place where we have, you know, uh, or, or personal meeting is on Thursdays, right? Where we review everything. We review numbers. If we have tough comments to say to one another, we say them and, you know, no hard feelings. Cause we are on that mindset of like, right now we're talking business, right? So it's about yeah. managing expectations, right? 
communication, managing expectations, and just just following through with whatever commitment that you do. Because let's say we don't follow through with the commitments that we do, you know, he's still going to be my brother. I'm still obviously mm -hmm. going to love him, right? But then I'm going to be like, do I want to be in business with my brother, right? And maybe, you know, maybe some people are not meant to be in business with their brother. That is totally fine, right? Yeah. But I think we do have a very... Uh, like my brother said, com complementary personalities yeah. that allowed us to function pretty well. For example, I, I feel like I personally experience a little bit less stress in very difficult <laughs> situations, which sometimes is pretty bad because I like totally just let go that thing until the very last minute. And then I'm like, ooh, that thing, <laughs> you know, like build up over there. But my brother sees it differently. Right. So that's we, why that's why the system is in place. Right. We that's can create what, a good yeah. balance in there. Exactly. Yeah. And go back and forth. But communication is key, honestly, more than anything. I I think whether is whether sorry, whether is your brother or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I think uh, Jason, first step, and it's funny, we've been on, on shows where it's actually about marriages, right? And we're like we're there as business <laughs> partners and it's hilarious. But I think one of the first things that I did personally that helped me a lot was establishing priorities, right? What is my priority in this relationship? Well, my brother's family. We're Hispanics, right? Family is a big thing. Like you, you live with your parents to that you're like 40, right? You're still <laughs> married, you're still there. So family is number one. So internally, what really helped me was making that decision that anything that happened in the business, I cannot affect my family because that's at the top, right? So right. what happens is sometimes we go into a business partner, it's like a purely professional relationship, right? So that individual relationship with the person goes under that, right? And then that's that's part of where I've seen the issue, right? But whenever the decisions are like, okay, family first, right? We got to make sure that because we're going to be brothers forever and ever, right? And we're in this together because our objectives are very in line with each other as well, like personally. Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, perfect. That sinks. We establish that relationship is priority and business comes after that, right? Like if we need to dissolve the business, because to save the relationship, we'll, we'll do it, right? That's not a that's yeah. not in question, right? So that was one of the first decisions that I personally made in my head to make sure that this goes uh, the way it goes. And you know that decision was made about six years ago. And uh, look at us now. So it's been it's been a fun journey for sure. <laughs> well, you guys are you guys are a ton to talk to. You know, I, I talked to you first on your show, and now you're on my show. A ton of fun to talk to. I can can imagine you're a lot of fun to work with. So if somebody <laughs> listening to this show says. Hey, these guys are awesome. I want to engage with them. How would they engage with you? Like, how would they reach out to you to, to ask about your services? Yeah, definitely. I mean, best way, easier way is social media. Just go at bizbros.co. That's a, that's a, dot, no, at bizbros.co. So B I Z B R O S C O. You can find us there or you can search Luis Camejo. Both of us are going to show up with the same background pictures. So you'll, yep. you'll find us as orange. Bright orange picture. Bright orange. And that's the best way. If you want to listen to the show, just go to Content is Profit. Uh, literally every single platform is out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would highly recommend anybody getting in touch with you because I think that you're a lot of fun to work with. You're a lot of fun to talk to and uh, they can find you on LinkedIn at biz bros co. Uh, they can find you on Instagram at biz bros co that's B I Z B R O S C O at either location. And, uh, your content is profit.com, which if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see the sign behind them who painted the sign, who did the sign. Uh, actually a guest of the podcast, man, that, you know, and that's a beautiful thing about look at that conversations, right? You oh, make, yeah. Yeah. you make friends, which is the best part of all, right? You guess, make friends. Uh, guess that then became client as well. So we yeah. did some projects for them and, uh, we, we came in one night to a surprise of this thing waiting for us at the house. So we we're like, man, so we got to showcase it. Super yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, let's good. So go to contentisprofit.com, everybody. I'm going to give, uh, Luis and Luis biz bros. What is your best comment? for an entrepreneur out there? What's your one piece of advice you'd give to entrepreneurs out there? You throw me under the bus? <laughs> yeah, okay. Throw you under the bus. <laughs> uh, publish and stay consistent. Like, like it, it comes like with no words, like figure out a way where you can stay consistent. Doesn't matter what platform does it like that. You will figure that out as you stay consistent. Yeah. yeah. I think I the, so, Yes. Oh, sorry. I was going to throw an extra one because, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I was just going to say the the consistency thing is, it's incredible, man. Like you cannot even, uh, you know, start to, to think of the things that you can gain 
by just being consistent, right? Just trying to get that 1% better every single day. But the other thing I would say is take inventory of your wins just because I've been there and it's so easy to get distracted with the negative things that happen or the failures and then you sink down. But if you get to look back and you see at the good things that you've done and that you've built, it's a whole nother game. Yeah, I really like that. Counting your blessings, making sure you understand perspective and the consistency uh, advice is so, so good because the consistent will always outperform the more well-funded, the more intelligent and uh, the more good looking. But if you're consistent, you will outperform those people. If they don't operate consistently, you will outperform them. So, so consistency, especially in content, consistency is the key. So guys, this has been a fantastic show. Thank you for sharing your story with me and my listeners. Thank you for being here to talk about what you do. Um, you guys got to go look up Biz Bros Co. Go look them up on Instagram. Go look them up on YouTube. Go look them up on LinkedIn, Biz Bros Co. Or go to contentisprofit.com. Listen to their show. Reach out to these guys and let them help you get your content made and delivered. Save all that time. Get yourself to that place where you got all that time back and yet you get more done in less time. So thanks, guys. Luis, Luis, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate you guys being here. And I uh, hope to see you soon. Absolutely, you, Jason. Jason. It's been an honor, man. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Another episode of The Root of All Success, where the super successful entrepreneurs I just interviewed, Luis and Luis, talk about how they use the same five keys that every single other entrepreneur has used to unlock success. And you can unlock that too. It's passion, it's place, it's people, it's preparation, it's plan. If you want to know what your probability of success is, you can go take a free success assessment that's based on these five things. All you got to do is go over to therealjasonduncan.com slash success, therealjasonduncan.com slash success. There's a free 17 question assessment within 24 hours of completing the assessment, you'll get a personalized report that tells you what your probability of success is. And just like Luis and Lee, Luis, you can unlock your success as well. Go to the real Jason Duncan. Dun <laughs> That's easy for me to say. Go to the real slash success. Thank you for listening on whatever podcast player you're listening to it on. We're proudly syndicated by the C-suite radio network. Thanks to them for syndicating us. Please Make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star review if you think we're worthy of it. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, man, you got to go watch this on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash the real Jason Duncan. That's youtube.com slash the real Jason Duncan. And you can see Luis and Luis. We talked a little bit about our, our beautiful beards <laughs> on the show today. So go, go watch it. Until next time, I'm the real Jason Duncan. This is the root of all success. And Jesus is king. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with The Real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, we invite you to visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Take charge of your business. Grow it from great to incredible. Join us again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.